Good morning, church. Good morning. Oh, let's try it one more time. Good morning, church. That's better. It's so good to be with you this morning. I got to tell you, it warms this Florida boy's heart when I'm standing at the door, the front door, and y'all are walking in and you say these words, it's cold outside. I love it because then I'm like, yes, I'm not just, it's just not me. Like it's really cold outside and I can say that and uh, still be from Florida. So uh, I appreciate that. I hope uh, that you had a good week. It's so good to have you back with us today. If this is your first time here this morning, we want to say welcome. We're so glad that you joined us at Warehouse Church. And my name is Rick and I have the joy of being the pastor here. And, uh, and I also want to welcome all of our friends that are watching online. We're so glad that you have joined us as well today. And, uh, and so we're going to have just an amazing morning uh, jumping into God's Word together. And before we do, why don't we pray and invite the Holy Spirit to lead our conversation? Would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for your Word. And we, God, we thank you that in this book that we call the Bible, that there's everything that we need to live the Christian life. And there's everything that we need for salvation. And so, Father, this morning as we prepare to open up your Word, Lord, we pray that you would remove the blinders from our eyes. God, you would unplug our ears and you would soften our hearts this morning so that we could see, hear, and know exactly what it is that you have for us. Because Lord, I believe with all of my heart that you have a word for every single one of us today. We love you. Thanks for loving us in the many ways that you do. In your name we pray, amen. amen. Well, today we are wrapping up our series called Unleashed. And we kicked off this uh, new year by talking about what it takes to unleash a radical kind of faith in our lives. And we've been talking about these four really important steps to unleashing this radical kind of faith. And if you remember, in the first week we talked about the first step is that we pursue Jesus, that we have to pursue Jesus. The second step we said on the second week is that we have to live the transformed life. That if we're going to have a radical kind of faith, we got to live this transformed life. Last week, on the third week, we talked about we make disciples. And we said that not only are we disciples, but that Jesus has called us to make disciples. And so we're going to make disciples. And then today, our fourth step and our final step is that we're going to prioritize community. Everybody say community. community. All right, just making sure you're still awake with me. So one of our core values here at Warehouse Church is that we grow. Uh, that we say that one of the things that we value the most is that we are going to grow. And we believe that one of the best ways that we can grow is in groups or through groups. And I thought it would be great today to hear from one of our group leaders, Lori Bricken, who is going to share with you not only about groups, but she's going to share with you about an exciting new curriculum that we are going to use this semester in our spring semester as we talk about groups, and it's called Rooted. So why don't you watch this video real quick? Hello friends, my name is Lori Bricken and I'm a partner here at Warehouse Church and a small groups facilitator. January 26th we start back with small groups and we're super excited about that. God did not intend for all of us to do life on our own so I would encourage you to come out and be a part of small groups. If you've um, never been a part of small groups it's certainly an amazing community. So. More importantly though, I am really excited that we have a new um, program to offer through our groups and that program is called Rooted. And 
Rooted is a 10-week devotion that will strengthen your relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, God calls us to love Him with all of our heart and all of our mind. And this is a program that, a devotion that has really helped me know more about God and um, has helped me strengthen my relationship to God, but also to His church and to my purpose. Um, so if you have questions about who is God and how does God speak to us and how can I speak to God, but then also questions about, you know, how do I serve and how does God expect me to serve and what is my purpose, then this is definitely the program for you because Rooted will help you with all of that. And uh, there is a little bit of a time commitment. There are, each week there are five daily devotions. And so it takes 10 to 15 minutes a day to read through that devotion. And then, you know, just kind of reflect on that. Um, but it's an amazing opportunity for growth. And it really is a catalyst for you to live out the purpose that God has designed for you. So I would encourage you, if you have been a Christian a long time like I have, or if you're a new Christian, um, to come on out and join groups. Especially though if you're not a Christian and you have those questions of who is God and what am I here for, what is my purpose, I would especially ask you and invite you to come out to groups on January 26th and begin a journey so that you can know what your purpose is and that God loves you. We hope to see you then. So I love what Lori said at the very end there. She's told us that uh, if you've been a Christian for a long time, or maybe you're a new believer, you're just getting your feet wet in this thing called Christianity, or maybe you've never, ever accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you're new to this, and you're just checking out who God is, that groups are for all three of those kinds of people. And so everyone is welcome to be a part of groups. And, and I keep saying it, and I'm going to continue to say it. You're going to get sick of me saying it, but we are better together. And nudge the person next to you right now. I just want you to go ahead and nudge them and just say, I need you. So just nudge the person next to you say, I need you. Now I want you to nudge the person on the other side of you and say, you need me. So go ahead and nudge that person and say, you need me. You see, we need each other. And, uh, and we are better together. And if you have your Bibles today... I just want to encourage you to go ahead and, and open up to 1 Samuel. We're going to be hanging out in 1 Samuel chapter 14 and, uh, and spending a lot of time there this morning. But before we go there, I want to share with you this morning uh, some words that Matthew recorded that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. And here's what Jesus said. He said, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. That wherever two or three believers come together in his name that he is there right in the middle right in the center of where they are now some people will say well does that mean that he's not there if i'm all by myself to which i would say absolutely not uh, god promises that he will always be with us never leave us or forsake us but over and over and over again throughout scripture the bible talks about the power and the presence of god 
that is with us when we gather together in community with other believers. That there's just something powerful about coming together as a group of believers and, and, and community. And today I want to talk to you about the importance of biblical relationships. And I especially want to talk to you about the importance of biblical relationships here as we find them in what we call warehouse groups. Now, a warehouse group is a group of people who come together, who commit to do life together, centered around God's word and centered around praying for one another and supporting one another and encouraging one another. That groups are 12 weeks. It's uh, 12 weeks long. And so you commit to spending 12 weeks doing life with one another together. And I believe, I believe this, I believe with all of my heart that in every single one of you in this room, that there is more greatness, that there is more potential, and there are more possibilities in you than you could ever imagine. That God has created in you a purpose that you have yet to discover. And the problem, though, the problem is that so many, uh, of, with so many of us, is that we're missing one of the most important ingredients to discovering that. That we are missing the important or the right relationships in our life. And so I want to encourage you to write this down, and I think this is super important, that you'll never do all God wants you to do without the right people around you. That you and I, we will never do all that God wants us to do unless we have the right people in our lives. Now you may say, well, Pastor Rick, I've got God, and isn't that enough? And I would say it's a good start, but it's not enough. That if you look around throughout Scripture, if you look through the Bible that you're going to see that God uses God's people to bring about God's purposes, and there's power in doing it together. Again, we're better together. And so from the very beginning of the Bible to the very end, from, Rev from Genesis to Revelation, you'll see this to be true, that if you read the Bible and you read the Scriptures intentionally, you're going to see throughout the Scripture that we're better together. That in Genesis, we find God saying that it's not good that man should be alone. So what did he do? He created Eve. And so if you look at Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, he says this. He says, two are better than one. If one falls down, who can help him up? But if he's got a buddy, a buddy can help him up. And so we're better together, and the opposite is true too. Not only can the right people propel you in the right direction, but the wrong people can take you in the wrong direction. And you've probably figured that out. Many of you have already figured that lesson out, that the wrong people can take you in the wrong direction, that they can bring you down, that they can pull you down. And Paul even told this to the church in Corinth. And he pleaded with them. He said, listen, church, he says, this is really important. I want you to lean in and I want you to understand this, that bad company or the wrong people, not the band, by the way, but bad company <laughs> or the wrong people will corrupt good morals or good character. And so let me show you how this works. That if you want to see the potential that God has for your life, then I want you to look at the five most dominant relationships in your life right now. Show me the people who are speaking into your life, and I will show you the trajectory of your life. And this is true in every area of our lives, that the people that we hang out with will either push us towards God or pull us away 
from God. Take your marriage, for instance. If you're married and, and your five closest married friends, if they all have messed up marriages, the chances of you having a good marriage are very, very slim. But if your five closest married friends love Jesus and there is godliness in their relationship, then I promise that you are on the way to a great marriage. The same is true with your relationship with God. If all of your friends are partiers and they may call themselves believers, but they're not living it, they may be, show up on Sunday morning, but Monday through Saturday, they're not thinking anything about God, I promise you that they will eventually pull you down. But if you hang around with people who make God's word a priority, if you're hanging around with people who are, are people of prayer, who make church a priority, and who use their gifts to make a difference, you too will become a difference maker. You see, the people that you spend most of your time with are the people who impact your life. Students, you need to learn this like really quick, that the people that you spend the most time with are the people that will have the most influence in your life. And why does this matter? Well, it matters because when the right people gather for the right reasons, God is there and big things begin to happen. You see, there is power in relationships. There really is. People have amazing power over us. And I want to show you what I mean by looking at this story in the Old Testament in 1 Samuel. And so in our story today, there are three main players. Uh, and, and, and there's King Saul, and there's his son Jonathan, and then there's Jonathan's armor bearer. And the context that this story is written around is that the Israelites, well, they're, they're oppressed people right now, and they are being beat up. I mean, they are just being plummeted by the Philistines, and they're even, they're so afraid that they are hiding under caves to stay away from them. And King Saul's son, Jonathan, has had enough. He's tired of being oppressed. He's tired of being beat down. He's tired of hiding in caves. And so in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 1, here's what he says. It says, one day Jonathan, son of Saul, said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go over to the Philistine outpost on the other side. But he did not tell his father. And it's interesting in that verse that, that Jonathan chooses not to tell his dad, King Saul, his plan. He says, hey, to his armor bearer, he said, let's go over to that outpost where the Philistines are hanging out and let's cause some trouble. But he didn't tell his dad. You see, King Saul and Jonathan had a fractured relationship. They didn't have a good relationship at all. As a matter of fact, today we would say that, that King Saul was an absent dad. He just wasn't around, and some of you can relate to that, and some of you have had relationships like that. Maybe you've had dads or moms or a close friend or a spouse that should have been a supporting role in your life, but they weren't, and you missed out on some significant things in your life. And Jonathan's like, you know what? He's like, I'm sick of all this. I'm sick of where I am. I'm sick of where I'm going, and I'm going to do something about these Philistines says, I'm not going to stay where I am. And he looks at his armor bearer and says, come on, let's go. And maybe you're like Jonathan today. And maybe you're like, you know what? I am sick of where I am. I am I'm, gonna, I'm sick of, of being oppressed. I'm sick of being depressed. I'm sick of being, and you fill in the blank. 
and I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to go out and I'm going to intentionally seek the right relationships in my life. Because let's be honest, church, the right relationships rarely happen by accident, right? They rarely happen by accident. They take intentionality. They take investment. They take sacrifice. They take time and energy and commitment. And so I want to show you a few things about the right people. Because here's my hopes for us at the end of the day. My hopes for us is that you and I, that we'll take inventory of our relationships. And we'll ask ourselves the hard question, do I have the right people in my life? Am I surrounded? Am I spending most of my time with the right people? And so to do that, we got to figure out who the right people are. And so here's the first thing I want you to know about the right people, is that the right people help us navigate obstacles and temptations. That the right people, when we have the right people in our lives, they are the ones that help us to navigate through life. That they help us to overcome obstacles. They help us to avoid temptations. And verse 4 of our scripture uh, says this as Jonathan sets out. It says in verse 4, on each side of the pass. So Jonathan getting ready to cross over, and he wants to uh, cause some trouble in the Philistine, Philistine camp. And it says, on each side of the pass that Jonathan intended to cross to reach the Philistine outpost was a cliff. And one was called Bozes, and the other one was called Sine. Now, you got to understand that names and scriptures are really important. Like when you see a name, maybe do a little extra homework and look up and see what the name means. Because here, if you're a note taker, you want to, might want to circle the word Bozes in your, in, your, um, in your Bible or the word Sine. Because here's what it means. Bozes means slippery and Sine means thorny. And so we get the idea that one cliff is slippery and that's why it got the name that it got. And the other one is full of thorns or it's thorny and it got the name it got because of that. And it's interesting to me that on our journey, on our journey to be more like Jesus, on our journey to please God, that we must often navigate through slippery slopes of temptation, and we must navigate through thorny obstacles that, uh, of our spiritual enemy. That there's always a slippery slope around us, or there's always these obstacles that we must overcome. And here's the deal. If you don't have the right people in your life, if you don't have the right people walking with you through life as you're moving toward what God wants, I promise you, you'd be so easily tripped up by temptation. So when we try and do life on our own or when we don't have, we're not surrounded by the right people, sometimes we get proud or maybe we get greedy or maybe we do something stupid. But when the right people are there, they can speak correction into us. They can encourage us. Or they can even kick us in the butt when we need a good old-fashioned butt kicking. But when we don't have the right people there, we can lose ground on those slippery slopes of temptation. And the same is true of the obstacles in our lives. You run into challenges, and you wish that you had someone who could help you overcome whatever obstacle you're facing. You don't know what to do. You've never been there before. You've never been in this place or this situation, and you're stuck. And I think so many of us are going through life, and we're wishing that we had someone to help us. We're wishing that we had someone that would give us advice. We wish that we had someone who just, just someone who cared. And so many of us are missing the right people 
because the, because the right people will help us to navigate through those crazy times in our lives. And so I want you to know that the right people help navigate through temptation and obstacles. The second thing that this text teaches us or the scripture teaches us is this about the right people. The right people is that they help us to overcome a wavering faith. They help us to overcome a wavering faith. And I don't know about you, but as a believer, as a Christian, uh, there are times where I have a really strong faith. And then there are times, other times where my faith isn't quite as strong. And I'm sure I'm not the only one here that's experienced that. And, and Jonathan, as a matter of fact, is experiencing that same thing. And so check out what he says as he struggles with this in verse 6. It says, Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, come, let us go over to the outpost of the uncircumcised men. Remember, he's like, I'm tired of this. I'm sick of this. I'm going to do something about it. We're going over there. We're going to cause some trouble in the Philistine camp. And now they're right there. They've gone through uh, these, they've, they've made it through the cliffs and they're right there and they're on the edge. And Jonathan says this, he says, come, let's go over to the outpost. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Maybe God will show up. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving whether by many or by few. And I hope that you caught that, that Jonathan was, was, was sure of his faith. He was bold in his faith just a moment ago, but now it seems like his faith is wavering a little bit because here's what he said. He said, maybe, perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. In other words, what Jonathan was saying is, I'm not quite sure, but maybe because nothing Nothing can hinder the Lord. That's what the scripture says. Nothing can hinder him from saving. And so we see in just a matter of a couple verses, we see Jonathan's faith, and then we see his uncertainty. And I do this. I do this sometimes. I'll come home, and I'll, and I'll tell Jen, I'll say, God is, God is leading us to do this thing, I think. Or maybe I'll say, God has prompted me to do this, I hope, and there's sometimes where I'm bold in my faith, and there's other times where my faith begins to waver. And every now and then, you just need the right people around you to help you give you the faith that you need to do what God has put on your heart to do. We need the right people. We need to surround ourselves with people. And so who are these right people? Well, I'll give you two words to describe them. The right people are with you heart and soul. Everybody say heart. heart. Everybody say soul. soul. So we're not talking about, oh, it's my Facebook friend. No, we're not talking about, oh, I follow you on Twitter. Let's do life together. No, hey, we do Snapchat together. No, those aren't the people I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who are in your life for the long haul. People that are in your life all the time, those heart and soul kind of people. In fact, this is what the armor bearer says in verse 7 as Jonathan is beginning to waver in his faith. Verse 7 says, uh, the armor bearer says, do all that you have in mind. Go ahead. I am with you. How? Heart and soul. Go ahead. I got your back. I'm with you. Whatever God puts on your heart, I'm going to be there for you. I'm not just going to be here for a while, and then when life gets hard, I'm disappearing. I'm with you, Jonathan, heart and soul. When you're afraid, I'm with you. When you're stupid, I'll correct you. When you don't know what to do, I'll be the one you can bounce ideas off of. 
when you're praying, I'm going to pray with you. See, I don't know about you, but I want some heart and soul kind of people in my life. People that are going to be with me when life gets sideways. People that aren't going to check out when life gets messy. People that are going to be with me through thick and thin. And this is what warehouse groups is all about. It's about being heart and soul kind of people. You see your teenage daughter comes home pregnant or your son gets hooked on drugs and what you don't need is some religious, judgmental, holier-than-thou church person putting their finger in your face and saying, well, if you just would have been a better parent. We don't need that. What we need is a group of people who say, hey, I'm with you, heart and soul. We're going to pray through this thing. We're going to get godly counsel. We're going to help each other. We're going we're gonna uh, to see God take care of what the enemy meant for evil and use it for good. I'm with you, heart and soul. So I experienced this uh, with my men's group in Florida. I had a group of men. We would get together every Wednesday morning for breakfast. And so before COVID, we'd gather at a, a Cracker Barrel and we would have breakfast together and we would talk about life and we would encourage one another. And we'd do life together. When COVID came, we continued to do it via Zoom. And so we got on Zoom and we did it. And, and I was struggling at that time. When COVID hit, I was struggling at the church I was at. I was trying to navigate a church through COVID-19 and a COVID-19 world. And, and I'll be honest with you, as a pastor, I just wanted to, to give up because there were so many voices saying so many different things and so many opinions and people on this side and people on that side and, 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 and nobody could agree. And I wanted to throw in the towel. But my group of heart and soul men, they didn't let me. They didn't let me give up. They walked with me, and they prayed with me, and they encouraged me every step of the way. And you know what that is? That's the body of Christ doing its job. That's biblical community. That's heart and soul. And so let me encourage you to look at the people around you. Look at the five closest people that are, have influence over your life. And if you don't have the right people in your life, I can guarantee you that you're going to go in the wrong direction because having the right people is so important. You need to have what I call a Naomi and Ruth relationship. Old Testament story of Ruth. If you've never read it, I encourage you to go back. It's one of the shortest books in the Bible. You can read it in a sitting. And, and, and so I love what Ruth says to Naomi. She says, hey, wherever you go, I'll go. Your people will be my people. Nothing will separate you and I except for death. We need that kind of relationship. Or maybe Moses. Uh, if you remember Moses, whenever God told him to stand up on the mountain and lift his arms up, they were in a battle. The people, Israelites were in a battle. He's like, and when you keep your arms up, the Israelites will win. When you drop your arms, the Israelites will lose. Like if I was Moses, I would have been like, okay, let's see if this works. Winning, losing, winning. But that's not what he did. He's up there and he wants to win and he's got his hands up in the air. And what happens when you hold your hands up in the air for like 30 minutes? Your arms get tired, right? And they start to fall down and you start to let them go down. And that's what was going on with Moses. And as his arms goes down, people start losing lives and they start, they start losing the battle. But here's what the cool thing is that God did something really amazing. He sent Moses 
two heart and soul brothers, two heart and soul friends in his life by the name of Aaron and Hur. And one of them sat on one side of Moses and the other one sat on the other side of Moses and they held his arms up. They held his arms up and suddenly, with heart and soul strength, Moses was able to keep his arms up in the air and they won the battle. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you that some of you right now, you don't have the strength to make it. Like you've been holding your arms up trying to do life on your own and you're growing tired and you're growing weary and you're losing traction and you're losing grip and you're slipping and you're sinking. Maybe you're sinking in debt or maybe you can't keep up or maybe you're falling behind or maybe spiritually you're flat or maybe your children are going in the wrong direction and you're trying to do it all on your own but you can't hold your arms up by yourself. You know what you need? You need heart and soul friends to come alongside you and say, listen, I'll help carry you. We'll figure out together. I'll sustain you. And then when it's your turn, you'll come and sustain me. And it's no different in the New Testament. I encourage you, read Acts, read the book of Acts in chapters 2 through 6, and, and you'll find the first church, and you'll find that the first church, they shared everything. They did life together. They understood that phrase, we're better together. They shared the word of God. They shared meals together. If anyone was in need, they would sell their stuff to meet the need, and no one, it says, no one was lacking anything. And other people in that time looked on, and they watched this group of people that they called Christians love one another and, and, and hold each other up and, and encourage one another and be with one another and pray for one another. They're like, what in the world is going on? Because the world had never seen community like that. And it made them stop in their tracks. And it made them go, you know what? I want to be a part of something like that. You know why the church grew so fast? Because people were loving each other and people were treating one another with kindness and they were encouraging one another and, and, and challenging one another and praying with one another. They had biblical community. And that's why warehouse groups is the heart and the soul of this church. Because God uses community to make his people strong. God uses community to help us to grow in our faith. But here's what I hear all the time. I hear it all the time. And it doesn't matter what church you go to. I hear it at so many different churches. Well, Pastor Rick, that's great. I think, I think groups are great, but I just don't have the time for that. I'm too busy. And let me just say as humbly as I possibly can that my schedule is probably just as busy as yours. I don't have time either. I don't have time to not have the right people in my life. I need those people in my life. I need a place where I'm not Pastor Rick, I'm just Rick. I need a place where I can drop it all and say, you know what, guys, I'm hurting, I'm struggling, I'm tired, I'm overwhelmed, I'm facing this temptation, I'm struggling, and I don't know what to do. I need community. I need heart and soul people in my life, and so do you. Because listen, when you've got the right people gathered for the right reasons, God shows up and does the right things. 
We need to prioritize biblical community in our lives. So listen to me, hear me. That if the five most dominant voices aren't lifting you up closer to God in your life, then you are limiting your potential and you are hindering God's ability to move in your life. But when the right people are in your life and they're inspiring you with God's truth and they're praying for you and they're lifting you up, the possibilities are limitless. I was eavesdropping on uh, Beth and she was sharing out there in the lobby. She was talking about um, her, her granddaughter was sick and, and, uh, and she put it on her groups page. Uh, she has a little Facebook group with all of her, all of her groups, uh, people in her group. And, and she said her phone just started blowing up as soon as she shared that her little granddaughter was sick and it just started blowing up and blowing up and people were talking, encouraging her, praying for her and doing those things because that's what heart and soul people do is they encourage us and they lift us up. So if you want stronger finances, you know what you do? You get around people who biblically handle their finances. Or if you want a stronger relationship, then get around people who have strong relationships. Or if you want to be closer to God, then get around people who are closer to God. Gather with the right people for the right reasons and watch God do the right thing. See, as the worship team comes up, I want you to know that today, today you have the awesome opportunity to sign up for warehouse groups. It's so simple. All you have to do is pull out your phone and text the word GROW to the number 606-268-4886. Just text the word GROW. Or even easier, fill out one of the cards that's on the chair right next to you. Fill out one of those cards that, and, and turn it into the welcome desk before you leave today. But sign up for a group because here's what happens when you sign up and you become a part of a group. You surround yourself with heart and soul kind of people. People that are not going to pull you away from God, but people that are going to push you towards God. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for a long time, if you're a new believer, or if you're just trying to figure out what this church thing's all about. You are all welcome to be a part of warehouse groups because we recognize and realize that if we're gonna grow in our faith, if we're gonna take our next step, we need to surround ourselves with the right people because when the right people get together for the right reasons, God does amazing things. So today I hope that you will take your next step and I hope that you'll join a warehouse group. We're gonna meet every Wednesday night here at the church. So you don't even have to go to anyone's home. You just come right here. We'll have a meal ready for you. We'll have childcare available and you can come and you can hang out with the right people and you can learn about God together and you can grow together and pray together and encourage one another together. You can do all of those things right here every Wednesday night. And it begins this week, January 26th. And we're gonna have a kickoff party. And so you're gonna come, and so you can just come on Wednesday, and you can just come and have a meal with us, and you can hear from other group, other people that have been a part of groups and says they share a little bit about their experience as groups. And then this Wednesday night, you can sign up. You can sign up on Wednesday night for which group you wanna be a part of. Do you wanna do a rooted thing, or do you just wanna be a part of a group that talks about the sermons? Your choice. We want you to be a part of it. 
Because again, the heart and soul of Warehouse Church is warehouse groups. So we want to encourage you to come and be a part of that. Would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you so much. God, for community. God, we thank you that you created us not to be alone, but you created us to be together, to be with one another, to do life together. God, that this, this church thing isn't just a Sunday morning thing. That this relationship with you just doesn't happen between the hours of 11 and noon. But God, that you've called us to be in relationship with one another all the time, every day, every minute of the day. And Lord, I thank you that you have put the right people in my life. People that are going to push me towards you and not drag me away from you. And Father, I'm smart enough to know that there's probably people in this room right here, right now, that are realizing right now that they've got some wrong people in their life. That they have some people that they spend a lot of time with that aren't pushing them towards you, but they're pulling them away from you. So Father, maybe today, maybe it's time to make some adjustments in our life. Maybe it's time to say, you know what? There's some relationships that I need to maybe push to the side so that I can put better relationships in my life. Lord, I'm not going to alienate those people. I'm not going to say, forget you, we're gone, we're done. But I'm just going to put some other people in my life and spend more time with them so they'll push me towards you. Because I recognize that I need some heart and soul kind of people in my life. I need some people that are going to help me to grow closer, not pull me farther away. Lord, would you just speak to our hearts today? God, would you reveal to us the people in our lives that maybe be pulling us away from you? And Lord, may we do the part, the things that we need to do in our lives to put the right people in our lives, that we spend the most time with those people so that they will pull us towards you push us towards you and be with us in those crazy, scary times in our lives. And Lord, most of all, we thank you that it all begins with you, that it all begins with a relationship with you. God, that when we put you at the center of all of our relationships, that that's when the real, the real things begin to happen. That's when real growth begins to happen. That's when when encouragement and purpose and hope and love all happen. So Lord, it begins by putting you at the center of our lives. And then we got to surround ourselves with other people that have you at the center of their lives too. So Lord, would you work on our hearts today as the worship team leads us? Lord, if we need to come to the front, Lord, we're going to come and Lord, we're just going to make ourselves right with you at this altar, Lord. We're going to come before you and we're just going to say, God, I need you. I need you to be at the center of my life. And Lord, I need you to help me to put the right people in my life so that I can do the right things and so that you can do the best things for me. We love you, Lord. Thanks for loving us. In your name we pray.